Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. In episode 41 of this podcast, I shared a five-step process for how to go about planning your book projects for the next year. But there's something that I didn't talk too much about in that episode, which is really crucial. And that is having a strong understanding about what it is that you want from your book writing experience. With that in mind, that topic is our focus for today's episode. There are so many different reasons for why we might, we might want to write a book. Depending on what you want to get from the experience, you may want to approach it from one angle or another, or you might need to adjust where it fits into your priorities and so on. For example, if you are writing a book because you have a cool story idea in your head that you think would be a lot of fun to write, and you want to write for the pure joy of it without sharing it with the world, then you will likely take a very different approach to it than if you are writing a book because you want to become a full-time author. Likewise, if your goal with writing a book is to win a prestigious award, that could also have an entirely different approach than if your goal is to make a lot of money from it. That's why it's really important to sit down and examine what it is that you want from your book writing experience so that you can ensure you are going about it the right way. This will help you determine things like if you want to write a book on your own or if you want a co-writer, if you want to self-publish your book, or if you want to go the traditional publication route, what genre, voice, and style you want to use, timeframes and deadlines for your book project, whether you want to explore mentorship, writer groups, and training, how a book fits into your lifestyle and your professional life, and what level of priority it gets, whether you want to tell people that you're writing a book or not, and so on. There's no doubt about it, having a clear understanding of what you want to get from your book writing experience really does matter. When I first started writing the Polyamorous Passions series, my goal was really threefold. To write the stories that I wanted to read, to spread awareness about alternative relationship styles and educate in a way that is very accessible to a broader group of people, and to entertain readers in the process. And that continues to be my set of priorities as I move forward with the series, now that I have six books published with another three on the way. Now, once I finish writing and publishing the entire Polyamorous Passion series, then I expect my goals will shift a little. I will likely start to explore how I can improve my writing and storytelling skills with much more intention and dedicated training. Or, you know, I might look at how I can make more of an income through my book projects, or what I can do to get a traditional publishing deal, for example. It is more than okay for your goals to change from one writing project to the next. You grow, your author journey grows along with you. But there is a lot of value in identifying what you want from the experience of your current writing project because, again, that will help guide you in your choices around how you approach it, the angle you take, and all of that. And the coolest part about all of this is that as you continue along with your writing journey, 
all kinds of things are going to come from the experience, all kinds of benefits that you never anticipated. So I want to share a little personal background by, on what I mean by this when it comes to my own author journey. Gather around for story time. As you probably already know, if you have read my books or if you've been listening to this Indie Author Weekly podcast for any length of time, I am polyamorous. I feel like, I always feel like a, you know, there's always jokes about how CrossFitters or vegans, it's like the first thing that you find out about them. And it's kind of the same thing about polyamory. As soon as, if someone identifies as this, you find that out within like five minutes of meeting them. (laughs) But here's the thing, you know, even though I am polyamorous, I didn't always know this about myself. In fact, I only figured it out a couple of years ago. If you don't know what polyamory is, it's a type of ethical non-monogamy. The textbook definition of polyamory is the practice or condition of participating simultaneously in more than one serious romantic or sexual relationship with the knowledge and consent of all partners. So when you identify as polyamorous, it's that you um, identify that you are, that you have the capacity to have romantic feelings and relationships for more than one person simultaneously. And you want to explore that and have that as part of, your, as part of your lifestyle. So when I realized that I identify as polyamorous, I knew pretty much immediately that I wanted to tell stories about it. I was floored that it had taken me such a long time to figure out that I'm polyamorous, and I felt very strongly that if I'd been exposed to the idea earlier, and if it was more normalized in our society, then I would have recognized it within myself much earlier. I would have known it about myself a lot earlier. So because of that, it felt really important to me to explore ways in which I could play a role in normalizing polyamory and ethical non-monogamy. And I really love the idea of doing it from a storytelling and a fiction angle, because in that case, it's a safe space for people to start thinking about it and reflecting on it, right? So it's this slow process to um, change our perspectives and to start to normalize things. So once I figured this out, when I decided to do this, Originally, I was really thinking about writing a screenplay for a TV show. I even started mapping out a TV show, and I had characters and the whole storyline all planned out. I still really love that idea. I still would like to actually write that TV show. But I realized that it would be so much faster and give me many more opportunities to play around and experiment with storytelling if I started out by writing and self-publishing novels featuring polyamory. I didn't want to have to wait years before I started sharing this message with the world, which of course would be the case if I wrote a TV show. Instead, I really wanted to share this message now. So at this point, I had been talking about the idea of, you know, writing these novels for a few months with my spouse, Mr. Science. I hadn't gotten around to actually starting the novels, but I'd been throwing around the idea. I'd been talking about it with him for quite a while. At this time, Coincidentally, I was also frustrated because things in my business weren't moving at the speed that I wanted them to. 
My business partner had a full-time job which competed for priority over our joint business, whereas for me, the business was my full-time thing. So this meant that I had time on my hands where I was waiting for things to come through with my business. So there was that sort of frustration was happening for me. So one day, Mr. Science says to me, Sagan, your business partner has a full-time job on the side of your joint business. You need to have something on the side too. You need to have something that you are working on which is outside of the business. It's time for you to start writing novels. (laughs) And I figured, you know, okay, yeah, he's probably right. So that's when I began outlining the Polyamorous Passion series, and I was really thinking that it could be my own version of a side hustle outside of my main business. And here's the funny thing. Timing is always interesting. It was less than two weeks after Mr. Science encouraged me to do this and I began outlining my books that my business partner informed me he no longer wanted to do the business partnership. So that was difficult to process. It was a complete shift in my entire plans for my business, which, you know, when you are a, when you have your own business, your business is essentially your life, right? So my entire pro- Um, trajectory for my business and my life was suddenly completely turned on its head. And it was also really difficult to process because my business partner and I were close friends and we had the same friend circle and everything like that. Plus, I had had this business for a decade. So when he approached me with the idea of doing a business partnership together, It was a really big deal for me to share the business that I had built for years with someone else. We had spent a year and a half building that joint joint business and rebranding all of my solopreneur stuff, only for me to suddenly now have to undo all of that work that we had done now that we were dissolving the business so that I could go back to my solopreneur business. So it was rough. It was really rough. And that summer, when the business partnership dissolved, I found that there were so many things in my business which were just mentally difficult for me to focus on for long periods of time. I could only work on things in short bursts. And when I started trying to do all these different things and try to really focus on my business for longer periods of time, um, things kind of would fall apart. One day I had a panic attack so bad that I had to call 911 because I thought I was having a heart attack. I legitimately thought I was dying, and a half dozen paramedics arrived at my door. It was was terrifying. There was a lot going on for me mentally and emotionally during this whole period, but at the same time, I needed to keep my business running. So even though it was really difficult for me to work on my business, I had to do it. I didn't really have any choice. And this is where writing my books really became my saving grace. They were something that were completely outside of that business partnership. They were an outlet when I needed an escape from dealing with the issues of the rest of my business. And when I escaped into writing my books, it then gave me the energy and courage and the peaceful state of mind, that sort of calmness, so that I could keep going back to working on my business. I would shift back and forth between the business rebrand and the writing of my books whenever I needed that escape. Ultimately, writing novels was a way for me to focus my attention so that I didn't have to think about the business as much. Writing novels was a way for me to distract myself from the turmoil of a failed business and fractured friendships 
in part because those books had nothing to do with the rest of my business. So it was absolutely the perfect creative outlet for me. Plus, one of the things that was a major source of frustration for me was knowing that progress had to be slowed down so much while that business partnership was taking place since I couldn't just go at my own pace. So it felt fantastic to write and self-publish these novels in quick succession, to take action on something, to see these real tangible results. And taking that kind of action, seeing results, I've, you know, holding the book that I had written and published in my own hands, that gave me more courage, again, to work on rebuilding my solopreneur business. <laughs> yeah. That's right. A big part of the reason for why I have been churning out these books so quickly is because it feels so freeing to once again be able to go at my own speed and to take action really fast, which I wasn't able to do when I was in a business partnership. Also, because I was having so much fun writing these novels and getting lost in the stories so that I could have this total escape from the reality of the business partnership dissolution, it really helped me mentally and emotionally. It was very therapeutic in that sort of sense. So that's kind of how I got started with writing and publishing novels. It's maybe a little bit heavier of a story than you were expecting. <laughs> but really, it has been so wonderful to see all of the amazing, positive things that have come out of writing these books. It's so much fun, and it lifts my spirits and makes my heart happy every time I'm working on them. It has helped me cope through this really tough time in my life. And it's exhilarating to be able to take action and move forward on a timeline of my own pace. It is lovely to write the stories that I want to read, to help spread awareness about a topic that I'm passionate about, and to entertain readers through lighthearted stories, right? Romantic comedies. A few more interesting things that have happened along the way of this book writing journey, which have meant the world to me, include, well, there's, there's a few things here. So first, it has given me the space to, be to become comfortable with stretching my comfort zone, and it's allowed me opportunities to sit with my own vulnerability. There is nothing quite like the vulnerability of writing fiction and letting others read it. It's an entirely different sort of vulnerability than anything else you will experience because really you are letting the entire world see into this little part of your brain, right? You're letting people into your mind. When you write the first draft of your book, it's much easier to allow yourself to be vulnerable because you know you can always edit or delete or change things later. But as your book continues, you have to hold yourself back from removing sections that you're maybe less comfortable with. You have to also remain true to your story, to your characters, to your book's message. You have to allow your writing to be honest, and sometimes that can feel scary. I love the practice of being more vulnerable that comes naturally in this way, especially as an indie author. As a traditionally published author, other people are vetting your work along the way. As an indie author, it's all really up to you. You get the final say about what you include in the book and how you tell your story. You have to embrace vulnerability in order to do this. 
And the beautiful thing is that when we embrace our own vulnerability in this way, our stories are often better than we could have imagined. We discover more opportunities to connect with readers and other authors. And we also start building more courage in other areas of our lives to then be more vulnerable. We have a whole episode all about vulnerability in writing. So if you want to learn more about that, tune into episode 42 of this Indie Author Weekly podcast. Okay, the second thing that's happened along the way of writing the Polyamorous Passion series is that I have improved my writing style and storytelling abilities by leaps and bounds. It really begs the question, if I had just bit the bullet and done this dedicated creative writing work a few years earlier, how much better of an author could I be at this point? There is so much opportunity to improve our writing skills. We will never be perfect at it, which means there's always room for improvement. I absolutely love that. It is thrilling to be able to look at each of my books and tangibly see how they're each better than the last one. And this is something that longtime readers of the series have mentioned in their book reviews too, which is absolutely wonderful. I still have a very long way to go and so much more room for continued improvement, but it's also so cool to be able to see how much improvement has already taken place. I've always wanted to be a better writer, and I don't think I realized or appreciated just how much improvement could really happen over the course of six novellas without any proper creative writing training training, um, and that kind of thing in in recent times. Polyamorous Passions is my experimental series, as I like to call it, to really stretch those creative writing muscles. And so it's good to know that I'm getting better each day so that down the line, I can write other books that I'm excited about, which require my writing style and my storytelling ability to be at a higher caliber. I will be ready when that time comes. And I will be ready as a result of continually, consistently writing and releasing new books. The third thing that has come from this book writing experience is the expansion of my business. So I have now folded my books under the umbrella of the rest of my business so that they actually align with my entire business mission and vision, even though the rest of my business is focused on teaching productivity to solopreneurs and doing freelance writing. Being able to explore writing fiction as another facet of my business, as a multi-passionate creative, just fills me with so much joy. I love that my business can expand to encompass all of these different moving parts. The fourth thing that has come from from this book writing experience is the meaningful connections that I have made along the way. The Polyamorous Passion series has opened the doors for readers to ask me more about polyamory in a very safe space and to also tell me about their personal relationship challenges. I love, love, love when people share with me about their own fascination with ethical non-monogamy and it means so much. It is such a privilege to hear their stories about their own relationships and to have conversations with them about normalizing ethical non-monogamy and challenging the status quo and all of that. 
Another lovely type of meaningful connection that has come from writing this book series is that I've been able to get to know some awesome other indie authors as a result, and I've also gotten to know some fantastic book bloggers who I never would have met otherwise. I just, I really love how doing things like this can expand our relationships and provide us with opportunities to meet really cool people. Lifting one another up and supporting each other is just an absolute pleasure and true joy. Now, when you are writing a book, I encourage you to ask yourself, what do I want from this experience? What are my goals with it? This will help you to see along the way whether or not you are getting what you wanted from the experience. It's also a good way to keep you on track. For example, one of the things that I wanted to get from this experience of writing books was to just have fun with it. So whenever I find myself getting nervous about how a book will be received or putting pressure on myself with writing a book, I remind myself that it's supposed to be fun. That really takes the pressure off when you focus on what really matters at the core rather than worrying about things that you can't control anyway. The last thing that I encourage you to do is to check in on an ongoing basis to see, again, whether you are on track with getting what you wanted from your book writing experience, but also to see what unexpected benefits you're getting from it along the way. This is something that I do. This check-in process is something I do across my entire solopreneur business every single week, and it is one of the best practices I have ever done. I feel so strongly about how wonderful it is to do these weekly check-ins or weekly audits. So you can access a few ideas for what to include in your own ongoing check-ins or audits, when you apl- which you can then apply to any aspect of your business or your life, including writing a book, when you grab my free time-saving tips cheat sheet at saganmorrow.com slash save time. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. What do you want from your own book writing experience? Is the approach that you are taking to writing a book conducive and aligned with your goals for the project? Feel free to connect with me at Sagan Lives on Twitter and Instagram to chat about it. And you can send me a message on either of those platforms if you have requests for future episode topics too. The more that you tell me what you would like to see more of on this podcast, the better I can accommodate that. You can also submit your questions or topic ideas anonymously at saganmorrow.com question. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and rate it on iTunes. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. As with all the episodes here on Indie Author Weekly, you can access complete episode transcripts, sample chapters of the books, and a few other bonuses and goodies on the secret version of this podcast at saganmorrow.com slash secret podcast. So hop over there to check it out. Thanks so much for tuning into the Indie Author Weekly podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.